Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Well, welcome back, friends, to the Family Huddle Podcast. We're so glad that you're with us today, and we want to thank you for listening. Today, we are excited because we, Travis and I, are joined in studio with um, some guests. We've got two great uh, friends yes, with us. The so Becklands. We wait. And yeah. we have known them for quite some time. Actually, I can still remember Chris and Joel being in junior high ministry with us several yeah. years ago. And now they're like growing <laughs> up and adulting. It's crazy how time flies. Um, but we've known Tom and Joanne for quite some time. Um, but as a way of introduction, maybe you guys could give us a little more detail on who you guys are for our listeners to hear. So tell us a little about yourself. Well, Travis, um, so I'm Joanne. And I married Tom in 1991. We've been married for how many years, son? Do the math. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just had our 29th anniversary. 29. Yeah. Wow. So almost getting to the 30th. Uh, we have two boys, and Joel is almost 27, and wow. uh, Christopher is 24. And so we have two boys who are out on their own. And we just became grandparents last year, and this like the best Ooh. thing ever. Yes, yeah, so cute. That's awesome. Yeah, so Dean as our little um, one-year-old, and um, let's see, Tom's an engineer, works, makes computer things, computer <laughs> chips. That's a great way computer to things. describe computer it. chips. <laughs> I love it. And I'm a nurse, um, and also like to do writing and speaking. Yes. So super cool. We're so thankful to have you guys here today. And um, as I think about this current series we're in, it's called Defining Moments. And I think Defining Moments, you look back on our journey and a walk with Christ, there's moments in time where we can really identify where God stepped in and changed us and then altered not only our identity, but really even the course of our life. And that looks different for every single believer. Um, for you guys, just kind of like opening this up, because I love to hear your story. What has been a defining moment for you guys? Well, I'm going to start and kind of tee it off, and then Tom is going to really share because it, it happened to him. But as you know, when you're married, when something mm -hmm. happens to your spouse, it um, happens to both of you. Mm -hmm. um, it was in 1993. I said we got married in 91, so it was two years after we had um, gotten married. Um, that we had a newborn baby, Joel, and two months into him being with us, um, Tom had something happen that was very significant in our life, um, a defining moment. Yeah, one night I, I woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a policeman at the foot of the bed and a paramedic next to me, and I thought immediately, this can't be good. No. <laughs> Not your average scene in the middle so, of the night. Yeah, so make long story short is uh, they put me in the ambulance and hauled me off to the hospital, put me in a CAT scan machine and then an MRI, and they said, you have a brain tumor wow. and you can have surgery Tuesday or Friday. Wow. wow. Just like that. Just like that. Wow. I mean, no warnings whatsoever, you know, just going through life day to day like nothing's going on and... And all of a sudden, uh, 
He had a seizure, by the way. Yeah, that's, the, that's why nine one one got wow. called by yeah, me. Yeah, so yeah. From Joanne's point of view, uh, I'm having the seizure in the middle of the night, which I'm unaware of completely. Right. She calls nine one one, and that's how we got where we were. And Joanne, you're a nurse, you said. So as yeah. he's having a seizure, are you able to like recognize, oh my goodness, he's like seizing or is it or was it just a Yeah, I knew he wrong? was having a grand mal seizure okay. and I just knew the only thing I was supposed to do was make sure he had an airway and wow. he was breathing. So um he was okay in that respect. Um but in the immediate thought that popped in my mind was, Oh my goodness, he has a brain tumor. And so wow. um yeah. We'll talk about a little yeah. more about later why I kind of knew that. But, yeah, that's, that's scary. Incredible. Yeah. It is scary. It is scary. Now, so this is 93, you said. Yeah, so. October 93. Yeah, okay. so that's we're looking back. Right. Right? So if you can yeah. think back to, I think that's the, that's an interesting thing about, you know, where we are in, in this series is these defining moments. We are reliving something often that God did a while ago, and we have the, perspective of being able to look back and now with you know hindsight is 2020 we see God's hand maybe differently than we (laughs) might have in the moment Mm -hmm. but as you look back um what would you say was hard about that season what would you say was good about that season I'm sure you experienced both and fill in fill in any details if you you need to tell more of your story or anything well I um for myself I had a super huge fear of losing Tom and being a single mom with a little boy. Uh, My sister, ironically, um, my sister Diane had the same thing happen to her husband. So her husband, Rich, not related to Tom, was diagnosed with a brain tumor Mm -hmm. after having a seizure. So that was why that came to my mind so quickly. and that and happened so, before, yes, uh, okay. and and he had passed yes. away. Oh, so yes. my sister had been wow. a single mom with a little boy, and I thought I was going to be the same. So um, that was really hard for me to wrap my mind around. Really, mm, like yeah. how in the world could this happen yeah. to me? Wow. It seemed like a cool, cruel cosmic joke yeah. at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. How about you, Tom? Well, when they tell you, you you're, that you've got a brain tumor and you can have, sur- have surgery Tuesday or Friday, uh, it's like getting hit so hard that you're just numb yeah. to start with. And mm-hmm. to, i got to fill in a little bit more of the story is the great, uh, brain tumors, are, are they grade them. They do the biopsy and they grade these things. Mm-hmm. And they, they grade them in a, like one through four. Okay. A grade one is, eh, whatever, we'll just let it be to a grade four doubles in size every three weeks and you're dead before you know it. Wow. That's a grade four, sorry. Um, they initially said I was a grade three. Oh my. Okay. Which is bad. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, fast forward a little bit, we got a second opinion down at the Mayo Clinic and they said, no, 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 not a grade three. Uh, it's actually a mixture of two grade twos, hmm. which is a tremendous relief. They said, don't get chemo. It won't help you. We mm-hmm. have statistical proof that it will not help you. Don't do it. Because oh. grade three is you do everything possible possible, yeah, possible yeah. to survive. Sure. Right. So anyway, backing up a little bit, you get it's like getting hit with a brick so hard you don't know which way is up. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I've often used the word, uh, I was numb yeah. in my re- emotional response to this thing. But as time went on, I, I kind of realized I was kind of mad at God for letting this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this, this God who loves me, he died on the cross for me, gave me cancer because he's, he's sovereign. So he could have prevented this. And so there was a certain amount of really subconscious anger on my part. Uh, And I noticed it one day in church where, you know, they're singing some hymn in church and I couldn't do it. Sure. I just didn't have whatever in me to sing whatever song that was. And I was like, I don't know. That's just where I really noticed how upset I was with the Lord. And yeah. I would imagine, too, after going through that with your you know, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, it had to feel like deja vu in the worst way, right? Like, mm-hmm. for, me, for me, it did. Now, Tom hadn't met him, so, oh, he, so they had prior. never okay, yeah, okay. interacted. Wow. Um, but for me, it was deja vu all over yeah. again. And then imagine my sister and what oh, she felt for right. me. Um, I had even laid in bed with my sister many years ago, um, after Rich died, and I said, Lord, if if this would happen to me, I don't want to get married. Mm. And so um, I really did struggle with, wow, how in the world would God yeah. allow this to happen? And, you know, he, Tom talked about God causing cancer. We never have figured out, does God, you struggle with that. Does yes. he cause it? But then if he allows it? Sometimes that just doesn't feel much better. (laughs) You know, if I allow my child to run into the street and get hit by a car, is that better than me pushing him out there? You know, when it's all said and done, it's a bad thing. And so I I just think for me, it was really a a journey in coming to understand God's sovereignty. But but I have to be honest, in it, I was a mess, and I was laid flat. I just, I didn't have the energy to even talk to God yeah. or do all the things that, you know, I was used to doing, like yeah. reading my Bible and praying and, you know, singing and those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So, I, I really appreciate you, you guys and your honesty because um, when we go through a trial or a hardship, um, I think sometimes people just expect that, oh, you're supposed to be happy or joyful. And it's hard. And I think there's raw emotion. And as you were saying, Tom, at first it was like numb, like a gut punch. Like I, I couldn't feel anything. And then it followed up with anger. And I think our raw emotions, like God's not afraid of those. And um, I think, you know, it's almost expected when you go through something like that. I also think, too, now hindsight's twenty twenty, and you look back on that, yeah. and you can see so much more versus in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's like, okay. I've got this perspective that's changed, or maybe now I've seen what God has done as a result of having that tumor and how it's shaped my character, or, or maybe now it's redirected my life in a certain path. What does it look like for you guys when it comes to shaping your character or changing perspective or changing the course that you're walking on in life? What does that look like looking back now? Well, you know, prior to this thing, I'm, I'm an electrical engineer, so... Electrical engineers have a habit of being workaholics. Mm. <laughs> and I was very much a workaholic prior to this. I was working a lot so much overtime the, the summer prior that 
I really didn't have a summer. And then all of a sudden you're staring a brain tumor in the face and you're thinking, well, that was really dumb, <laughs> you know? So that there's a, sometimes there's a big difference in what your values are versus what you say they are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's a good word. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you're, you're, you're viewing your own mortality thinking, and you're looking back at all your decisions, yeah. the closest ones on back and going, that was dumb. I do that for <laughs> and whatever it was i was working on that summer it's all in a trash heap somewhere you know I mean, right i mean nobody knows and so i i really the whole thing really kind of reset my value system yeah. in terms of okay well what's really gonna last mm-hmm. is it the stuff you do at work or is it is it the lord jesus it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. good it's a good word yeah it is good word and I think you know we often like I love what you said about what we say sometimes and what we think we're doing (laughs) is different than the reality of the choices Mm -hmm. we're actually making and so I think sometimes you know we can we can kind of convince ourselves like yeah I'm present I'm you know my uh, my ducks are in a row and I've got the right things lined up and then something happens and we're forced to look back at like you said, the most recent things we've done or chosen, and we kind of realize, wait a second, maybe I am devoting too much time to whatever it might be. And um, I think that's a good word mm-hmm. for us today, even in this pandemic, as mm-hmm. we kind of yeah. rethink everything, right? Like what is most important and where should our efforts be mm-hmm. and our time be yeah. spent and all that? I think that's a good a good lesson from all that. No doubt. It's great. How about you, Joanne? Well, I would say it was less about a um, sort of a change. You know, his his was more drastic in terms of the work piece, but it was um, our marriage. I mean, I it, I thought we had a good marriage, and we did. And we were just embarking on parenthood. But what I realized was I was taking him for granted, and I think we all do that quite sure. easily. But I don't do that anymore. I, I almost thank him daily mm-hmm. for what he does in my life and who he is. And there is a specialness that was forged. Tom would say it's like war buddies. Um, something that's forged when you go through that together. Mm-hmm. And um, you hang on to each other. And I would say I didn't, I wasn't hanging on to God yeah. so much as he was hanging on to me. But I only saw that in retrospect. I could about a year and a half after I had gone through the same thing of the anger, the numbness, the how can I sing? And about a year and a half later, just God just did this work in me and I felt like I could sing again, like I could mm. praise him. Mm. And um so yeah, I just I think our marriage has been quite special because of that and so sometimes when I hear other people I'm not saying that I never we don't have our issues but sometimes (laughs) when I hear people complain about certain things in their marriage I think just pretend that they might die soon Mm -hmm. and see if that changed your perspective Um, don't take each other for granted say thank you for the little things the doing the dishes the watching Mm -hmm. the kids the the minor things of life, because they're really the majors when it's all added up. Yeah, that's good. Makes me think of Psalm 90. The Lord teaches us to number our days and gives us a heart of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, in light of eternity, the things that are important and the things that we can oftentimes take for granted. Also makes me think of James chapter one, consider it pure joy, my brethren, when you face trials of many kinds, knowing that the test in your faith develops perseverance. That perseverance will have its work, so you're mature and complete, lacking nothing. And I think about how you guys have grown up in the gospel, how it's matured you, how it's in some ways given you a new perspective. It's reinforced the correct value system or it's allowed you to rejoice in God and the good gifts he's given you like a spouse and that every single day you wake up next to him and go, thank you, mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's easy to forget those things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another verse in James that says if any of you are sick, <laughs> call the, this is the Tom paraphrase. <laughs> Give it to us. It's, it says to call the elders of the church <laughs> and have them come and anoint you with oil mm-hmm. and pray over you. Mm-hmm. And it says the prayer of a righteous man will make you well. Oh, yeah. Loose paraphrase for sure. But it's true. And um, so we did that. Mm. I mean, almost right away, it was, a, it was a Saturday night into Sunday morning where this all happened, where we discovered this. And so we called the church, and Dave Gibson and another person came over. And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen this before. I don't know what to do. But, you know, sometimes you... Take things, you know, I hate to overuse the take things on faith. It's kind of like a phrase we overuse. Mm-hmm. But we decided we we should do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we were just like, we didn't know what to do. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now Dave Gibson and I have that special memory that yeah. we can share, yeah. you know, all these years later. I love that. That is neat. I think that's what's so interesting is when you're in the middle of a trial, you can't see the outcome. And so you do have to take God at his word, right? Like mm-hmm. to put one foot in front of the other, I'm imagining, in the middle of that. Right. Um, you know, we go through our daily lives and we think the lights are on and we think we can see. <laughs> and then somebody shuts the lights off and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you can't, you don't know what's next. Yeah. yeah. It happens all the time in varying levels of severity. But, uh, you know, we think it's, oh, it's so much easier to follow God with the lights on yeah. and you can see where he's going and you're going. Right. And then the minute you can't see, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So how you talked a little bit about, you know, it affecting your marriage. What about, you know, you just had a baby at the time. So how has it affected even your family today? Like, do you revisit this with the boys and, what would you say, or even your extended family that maybe walked it a little more closely? Well, we definitely, um, we did start celebrating it every year. We celebrated about every year till maybe the 10th year, and then we sort of maybe got a little lax. But it's harder been, and harder to get the people to yeah. come to the Tom's Still Alive parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, old news, huh? Oh, I love that. Yeah. But um, it's been 27 years. But boy, wow. I'll tell you, like, when it comes up again in our family, and we... Um, like have a time of Thanksgiving, you know, yeah. at Thanksgiving, we might have a prayer and remember that. And I'll tell you, the room gets quiet and everybody remembers oh. what they were doing probably that mm-hmm. day. And because it was so much for me, I couldn't feel God. He was, he was distant. He maybe had caused this thing to happen that I had even said I never wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen my sister watch her husband die. And so for me, I was really like, not feeling yeah. God. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was the people who knew God mm. in my life that were Jesus to me. Like my sister, 
every day, talking, listening, listening to me cry. Um, it was, I have a, um, a really great family when it comes to people who love Jesus. And so there were so many people. But then it was also the church in the body of Christ. We were involved in what they used to call a small church, which was kind of a Sunday school class of people, um, kind of like age and stage of life. And they were fabulous, you know, bringing meals and coming and doing the lawn and doing things that we just didn't have any energy for. And um, so we just really, we saw the body of Christ take care of us. Um, We were really glad we were plugged in prior to this happening. Wow. Um, Because you can't just manufacture that church Mm -hmm. family and all those people out of nowhere when something happens. That is neat to see. The body of Christ coming around, carrying one of those burdens, this fulfilling the law of love. Yeah. Picking each other up because sometimes life has a way of flattening us, mm-hmm. and we need others to come up and mm-hmm. pick us up and carry us. It's so interesting. You're our third um, couple that we have interviewed in this defining moment series, and all three of you have had this common theme of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Have you? Oh, yeah. I'm just sitting here Definitely realizing, theme. like, it's unreal. Everybody has talked about how they were plugged in, and then something happened. And it was the body that came around them when yep. they couldn't function yep. and brought them, you know, helped bring them back to, to life and hope again and joy. So I just think that's so, that's a good word. That I, I think that's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is, is kind of stirring that in me. Like, gosh, if you're not plugged into a church, you're not plugged into your local body. Like, this is one reason, right, why that's so important. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. So, Tom, when you talk about a relationship with Christ and obviously looking back on this event and um, you can see maybe some purposes for it, even though in the moment it's like, what, God, are you doing? Um, how has it deepened your relationship? Maybe one thing you could say, this is for sure deepened my relationship with Christ as a result of going through this. You know, I always say that the uh, he healed my, he, he's healed me of cancer, mm-hmm. and praise the Lord for yes. that. But <laughs> even better is he healed my heart. That heart that couldn't praise him. Yeah. That heart that didn't understand him still doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when, when we're, it's like somebody shut off the lights. We didn't know where, what was going to happen. We didn't know where we were going. And uh, that led me to wonder, is he even there? Mm-hmm. Right? There was doubt. You know, I'd love to get up and say, oh, yeah, I was awesome through cancer. It was no big deal because I had Jesus with me. But... It was super hard. Yeah. And then looking back on the whole thing, it's like he never left me. That's right. He never stopped sustaining me, mm-hmm. even though I thought he did. I didn't. Mm-hmm. He was there. Sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't sense him. If it, if the you know I don't know. Um, but looking back on it all, it's it's like the uh, when I thought he had left, mm-hmm. he hadn't left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm the best mm-hmm. qualities about him, right? That's right. And yeah. one of those qualities that's in our human, in our humanity, is mm-hmm. not easy to carry out, but God is perfectly faithful. That's right. Perfectly I think faithful. for myself, as far as deepening my relationship with Christ, I had um, been part of a background, I guess, that um, 
I, I look back now was kind of like, well, if I didn't do certain things, um, you know, whether it be read my Bible, pray, you know, do something good, be involved in ministry, whatever you would tag as the thing you need to do, I I kind of felt on the outs with God. Mm-hmm. And when I went through this, um, I was dealing with postpartum depression, didn't know it. Wow. So I had significant depression after his um, brain tumor diagnosis and postpartum, and so was suicidal even. And um, there was no amount, I had no energy to perform for God, um, to pick up my Bible, to pray. I, I would feed off of, like, if my mom or sister would call and pray for me. That yeah. that was about the, the input I could get. Mm-hmm. And after about a year and a half of struggling with that depression and fear of losing Tom and, and thankfully him um, still being cancer-free, that was when just God just somehow, I, I don't know, I, I, I went to church and I was able to sing again. And I just want to encourage people that it is not about your performance. God yeah. is faithful even when we're faithless, right. and I experienced that. It's um, he holds on, even if we can't hold mm-hmm. on. And so um, I think that knowledge um, has continued to grow because that was always a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. That sort of like if I don't do this, then he doesn't love me. And mm-hmm. so um, that was a a big uh, part of my relationship with Christ at that time. Yeah. I think about what you guys have been sharing and and sometimes God is big enough to change a circumstance. And for sure we can see that um, throughout the Bible and in people's lives. Sometimes God chooses to change us. So we see that circumstance differently. And so I love how Tom, you're saying my heart came to a place that that's what God fixed. And, And Joanne, you talk about coming from a place of being angry with God to finally be able to just worship God with joy and, um, so neat to hear how this has impacted you guys. And now I see it as such a way of you being able to impact others yeah. with your story. I think about so many people who are listening to this will be so encouraged. Hopefully will have their faith strengthened to realize they're not alone in this journey that can sometimes go the wrong way. And sometimes we, we wake up one day and, and everything is, is different mm-hmm. and the lights got turned off. And all of a sudden, it's hard. Um, but what an encouragement you guys were able to, to give our listeners today in light of what you've been through and where you are now and be able to encourage others in that journey. What would be that one thing you could encourage our listeners with in light of what y'all have been through, in light of what you've been sharing? This is one thing you could pass on to others. You know, there's two answers to that. You know, if you're out there struggling with a cancer diagnosis today and uh, you need to, I can't help you believe that God is still there, but he is. Mm -hmm. That's the big point here. However, if say, you know, someone who's out there struggling with cancer and maybe you don't want to talk to him because it's hard or whatever. um, Don't talk to him, listen to them, Mm. let them talk to you and, and tell them what, Tell you, tell you what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Because we had some people that 
were just maybe a little too freaked out about the whole thing. And, but other people would come and just listen. And that's just like the, you know, it's the ears of Jesus, if you will. Yeah. You know, you have an opportunity to minister to someone just by listening. Yeah, as a, as a nurse myself, I've heard people say many times, oh, but I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And what they're really saying is they don't know how to fix it. Yeah. And that's not the point. And so I would have loved for people besides my closest family to ask me, mm-hmm. what's it like? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are okay things to ask. It's not like you're dredging it up. Like they forgot about it for a little while and you accidentally reminded them. No, they're <laughs> thinking about it 24-7. Yeah. And so I just want to give you permission to to ask people, yes. wow, having cancer must be hard. Just an opening like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know what to say because the reality is you don't have to fix it. Yeah, You need to listen. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit can give you words of mm-hmm. comfort. Mm-hmm. Or it may be, it must be hard for your husband to have cancer. Right. Because it it was super duper hard on the spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had different things, you know. Yeah. I was the one having brain surgery, but she was the one with depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a baby. And a <laughs> right. right. Um, yeah. And worrying that he wouldn't be around. So yeah. less lesson learned in our case is that it's just as hard, if not harder, on the spouse than it is on the, the sick person so instructive. I think that's so helpful because you're right. You do when, when it hasn't happened to you, it is hard to know like, Oh, I got to say the wrong thing. And, but I love that you guys are reminding us. It's not about what we say. Mm -hmm. It very much is about that we show up Mm -hmm. and that we demonstrate that we care. Right. Mm -hmm. And that we love. Um, I ironically heard a, a pastor today on a podcast who had a brain tumor years ago and he was talking about, um, how, you know, when we read Paul talking about his, the things that he endured, which were horrific, like beatings and imprisonment, shipwrecks, like major Mm -hmm. things, right? And then Paul sometimes describes those as light and momentary troubles. (laughs) And so I think sometimes as Christians, we, we feel guilty, like in the middle of a trial, right? If we don't have that perspective. And this pastor was saying, listen, there will be a day when I'm in heaven someday, and I'm with the Lord, and, and I have this, you know, ever-increasing joy that I'll be able to look back and, and count that as a light and momentary trouble. But when I was in the middle of it, when I was getting chemo, when I was losing hair, when I was throwing up, there was nothing light or momentary about it, right? And so I think it's so helpful when we hear from somebody like you and uh, Tom, you know, who's gone through the actual treatment, and then Joanne, you as a spouse— it's so helpful to hear, like, no, it was hard, yeah. and we didn't know that God was there, because that's honest, mm-hmm. you know, and I think um, that's where, as the body of Christ, like you said, we can be a, an encouragement to one another and say, you know, God is here, and we can't fix it, but we can at least talk about the things that we know are true, right? and we can love you practically and um, and not pretend like we have to have this holier-than-thou um attitude like right. well it's just a little trouble we're going through <laughs> no it was like life altering right foundation shaking yeah. and yet god was faithful and you didn't have to perform to get that faithfulness he was faithful because that's just who he is that's right and i think 
beyond his faithfulness. For me, I he is sovereign, mm-hmm. and he could choose to do this. Yeah. And I didn't like it, Yeah, and I was mad. Yeah. But when it was said and done, he is God. And so whatever you're going through, he may not be causing it. He may be allowing it. Sometimes that doesn't feel any different. Yeah. Um, but he can handle when we, we buck against it. Mm-hmm. He can handle when we struggle with it. Mm-hmm. It's, I didn't, I didn't um, come to this, you know, aha, yeah, he is sovereign and he can do this. In my, I didn't come to that like for a year and a half. Yeah. And so, and maybe it'll take somebody three years, four years. I, it, yeah. There's no magic timeline. Um, I mean, I do, I do think it's important that when we look at trials in our life, that we don't have to figure out yeah. why this is happening. Right. Um, we can rely on the fact that God knows why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and stop kind of beating ourselves up like, why, 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 yeah. why? And um, not that he can't handle the why either. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And I love that. I love that you guys, as you look back on that, you can see what he's done in your life as a result. But you're not sitting here today going, we know everything in the regards to why God brought this into our life. Still don't know. Still yeah. don't know. And probably won't. That's yeah. right. Well, maybe someday, someday. in heaven. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> One day, it'll all be yeah. clear. Yeah. But yeah. in the meantime, in the here and now, to be able to go through the trials of life I think um, I know I've gained a healthy new perspective on, uh, on what that looks like. Um, and I think people listening today um, have really garnered a lot of incredible wisdom and truth to help them mm-hmm. because no one's immune to trials. No. It's not if, it's when. But thankfully, we do have a sovereign God, and he will carry us through those trials. Thank you guys for sharing today. It was so good and powerful, and I'm so looking forward to everybody hearing um, y'all's story. Let me close in prayer, and uh, this comes from number 6, 24 and following. Again, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for joining us again on the Family Huddle Podcast. We'll see you next time. And that is all we have for you today on the Family Huddle Podcast. Thank you again for choosing to spend a little bit of your time with us today. We so appreciate it. I hope you were really encouraged by the Becklin story. Obviously not anything any of us would choose to go through, and yet how amazing to be able to walk through this with them and hear about God's continued goodness and faithfulness an ultimate broad plan for their family, even in the moments that were the hardest. Now they can look back and see how God was at work and hadn't left them or forgotten them. Tom's statement, it's easy to follow God when the lights are on, really struck me and made me start to think through when I say I trust God, do my daily choices actually reflect that or do they reflect more of a reliance on myself, my family, my circumstances, um, And so, yeah, I have a little bit of thinking and praying to do now as we wrap this episode up and to just ask God to change my heart and make sure I really am leaning into him as sovereign Lord over my life. 
not just savior. And so again, hopefully this was encouraging to you. Pass it along to someone if you feel like they maybe need it. There's a lot of truth packed in the last few minutes. And then as always, we appreciate you subscribing, liking, sharing our posts, leaving a review where you can. It really does help others to be able to find us. Um, And we will see you again here soon.